0: such great feedback when my husband came back and you got to know my boys that I decided to invite mis primos so stay tuned you did it you have found your judgment free zone the her dinero matters podcast a bilingual podcast for women who want to become reinas of their money and love their dinero more i am your host jen hempel a former extreme frugalist turned reina of your money advocate Each week, I'm going to help you reign your money like that queen that you are with inspiring interviews and panel discussions from La Comunidad Latina and with solo episodes sharing simple, actionable tips and strategies. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And now let's jump into today's dose of money confidence. This is Jen Hempel. I am so excited to have you here and today's a very special episode. I know I say that about a lot of episodes but this one is one that's close to my heart. Uh, Several weeks ago I had my husband back along with my boys and I had a ton of great feedback and so I wanted to introduce you to other people that mean the world to me. And the people that you're going to meet today are mis primos. They're four siblings. And I wanted you to meet them for a few reasons. Number one, because I adore them. So mis primos adorados. And number two, they are really an inspiration to me. And what I mean by that, well, they're inspiration to me in many ways. But the reason for sharing this with you is because they have this beautiful way, this beautiful relationship, this beautiful united front as brothers and sisters where they support each other in so many different ways. And one of them is financially. And typically when money's brought into the picture, it can bring some awkwardness. It can bring tension It can bring arguments, but for somehow they've been able to support each other over the years just seamlessly. Now, I'm sure it hasn't been like that 100% of the time, but I really wanted to bring them on to share with you what they've done because I think we can all learn something from them. One of the things you'll notice about this episode is that we did primarily speak English, which is really rare when we get together. And so there'll be times where I have a hard time, but I wanted to make sure that you just c- kind of stick to the consistency of this podcast, where it's mainly English, where it's a, more of a mix. I've been saying bilingual podcast, you know, but it's really more of a mixed language podcast, where we speak primarily English, we throw Español cuando nos da la gana, and that's what it is. All right, enough talking from me, Let's go meet mis primos: Lily, Beto, Jaime and Laura. Oh. Bienvenidos, I am so excited. Finally, I have my cousins, or I say mis primos, and I am so thrilled to have you all here. Laura, Beto, Liliana, Jaimito. I am so excited. To finally have you on the podcast, you said yes. And I can't wait to dive into this conversation. Yeah,
1: thank you. Great to be here. Thank you.
0: Awesome. So, we're gonna, this is going to be awkward for us. Not because of the money conversation. Well, maybe then too. We'll see. <laughs> but because we're doing this primarily in English. Y estamos acostumbrados a hablar español cuando estamos juntos. But we're changing it around and we're going to do our best to do this primarily in, in English. Uh, with some Spanish thrown in like you're usually used to hearing. And maybe for Jaimito, we might be doing a little helping him out. But he speaks better English than he claims. All right, so let's get started with your money stories. I'm really excited about this conversation that as siblings, it's going to be interesting how different or how similar your money stories are. So let's start up with the oldest Liliana, tell us about your money story. So let's go back in time to maybe when you were a little girl or maybe when you were a teenager. What has been a memory about money that really impacted you? I
1: was thinking when I was about 10, I remember the first time that I wanted to have money that I realized that I needed money. Um, And it was about Christmas time and I wanted to get a present for everybody in the family. But I I'm not very good about doing things myself. So I was just trying to think what I could get my family. And I remember this was the first time that I was just kind of thinking that you need money, but it needs to be my money. It's not like I didn't. I remember thinking, like, I don't want my parents to buy it. I just kind of want to do it myself. So what I came up with was just um, asking my mom to pay me to wash the dishes after dinner and uh, it was very little. It was like 500 pesos for sure. It was nothing. But I remember washing dishes for like a week and getting enough money to buy everybody uh, chocolate for Christmas. <laughs> so that's what everybody got, like really nice chocolate for Christmas. That's like kind of the first time that I remember, like really wanted to have my own money to do, do something nice.
0: I me encanta. I didn't get those chocolates, though. Wasn't I included in that, those thoughts? For
1: immediate family, would it would take me like, <laughs> like a month of chores to get it for everybody.
0: <laughs> no, te estoy molestando. And one thing for you listening, I'm always bugging my cousins that I'm always claiming to be their favorite cousin. So you may hear that throughout, because I'm always claiming that I am your favorite. I'm I've tried to make them put me in priority in, in their lives all the time, but it's just in good fun. Now, the next is Beto. Tell us, just go back in time, or it could be even just yesterday. What is a memory that you have about money that has really impacted you and has stuck to this day?
2: I don't remember the chocolates, I have to say. I, <laughs> I don't need it. I think back to my memory. I have no idea about the chocolates. I don't think I got it, just for the record. Let's see. Earliest memory I can remember is I remember um, a bank came up with these checking accounts you could get for children. So my parents decided to open up a bank account for all of us and they opened up an account for each one. And the checkbook had Looney Tunes in it. And we felt so grown up because we had money now. And every time we could uh, save money or, you know, whatever we, we could do to actually make money, it would go into that account. I think it's still open to this day because I don't <laughs> remember closing it. <yet. laughs> <laughs> Maybe for interest, it's millions of dollars now. But yeah, that's, that's my first memory. But that, all I remember is that, you know, that's when it became real that, oh my gosh, yeah, I guess I could have money and made you feel almost like a grown-up. But then from there, you start thinking about money.
0: How old were you at about, about that time?
2: I don't know. 10? Yeah. Okay. Maybe 10? Awesome. All of us got it, yeah.
0: Love it, love it. Hi, Mito. how about you? Take us back in time.
3: Okay. Um, so when I was, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember that one time we were like at this fair where we could buy some books that were not that expensive on that specific date of the year. And at that time, my mom looked at my dad and said like, I don't have any money to buy anything else. And I was like, why don't you take out of the of the ATM? The, the, the ATM is just, the, for my idea, the ATM just kept on giving every money like anytime they wanted. And I didn't have this whole idea that the ATM had limited funds or they have something that they are pulling that from. So that was some interesting story that I had when I was little. And to get that story from that point, to where I am, to really understand what was the whole point of getting the money out of the ATM was something that really teach you about money. You are actually my best godmother. You are the best godmother ever.
0: See what I'm saying? If you're listening, just because I I, I I give them such a hard time now, it's like they're they're trying to, to just fill it in. Awesome, Jaime. He
2: though. just wants more airtime for the record.
0: <laughs> he, he might. Actually, he might get it. He, he's my favorite godson. So there we go. Uh, there's, is there any
3: other godsons that I don't know about?
0: I don't think so.
3: Good, good.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, Laurita, how about you? Take us back in time. I always think of that story that Jaime
4: just told it. Because I remember that concept of ATMs. I was also kind of thinking that when he said, like, made that assumption, I was like, yeah, like, I don't know why they complain so much about money. It's so easy. They just go to this machine and it's like money dispensed. <laughs> but I think my story, the earliest story that I can think of is, you know, when we were little, we all get those clay pigs, like the little uh, piggy banks. And we all had one. But I remember that my dad would come from work and I would run so fast to get him first before anybody else did of my siblings and start begging my dad for coins. <laughs> and they were like, okay, well, she's the, you know, the little one, she's the, the youngest. And they all kind of like knew it was for the fun of it. But after a good year, my pig was the heaviest and they were all <laughs> kind of jealous. And they were like, where are you getting all this from? And then they started realizing that I just never missed the chance to run and Grab my dad any, like, before anybody else did. So I think that was kind of my earliest memory. I would, you know, give them the sad puppy eyes and they would all say, okay, you're the youngest, you, you get the coins. Uh, but it was, I think that's kind of my earliest memory.
0: <laughs> that is very smart. Just because being the youngest, you've got to, it's like the survival of the fittest. And I, I think I must say you were probably the fittest, especially in getting that, that money. I love that. Now, let's move on to something that I really, really admire about you as siblings, as mis primos, and something that I have seen over the year that just, just brings me a lot of uh, joy and it puts me in awe is how much you all as siblings and even just as a family come together and help each other financially when there's times of need. So tell us, where did that come from? Who influenced you in this way? Your parents? Was it someone else? Tell us uh, who wants to take this first, Liliana?
1: You know, like I since you know growing up, it was always the culture of helping each other, no, in in general or the the um, like the solidarity, no, with each other and try to be there for like if somebody was uh, on a game or on a play or um, you know Beto eh, played music and we were always there for each other. And I think it's just something that translates to everything else, right? So at that time, what you have to give is your time, right? And your attention and your interest. And then as you grow up and you start working and then you have money and it, it just kind of translates into it. I think it's like naturally goes to that. Like if it's a time and somebody else needs things and also for a while we live far away from each other, right? It, then you try to get creative and see what and how you can help. Also, we were at different times in life, right? Like, so when I was working, some of uh, my siblings were still in school, right? So it's a different time in life where you can, you know, invite them for dinner or like spend a little bit more money because they're students. So I think it was just very natural. Like, it never felt like we had to do it, or it was something that it was difficult or or out of character. Like, it just felt like it was something that we've been doing since we were little, and it just evolved, right, as we evolve and we grew. And that was the the way that we have always known to, to help each other.
0: I love that. I just, I find it a beautiful thing just because money causes tension in families, just the sheer thought of talking money or maybe asking money because maybe you have guilt because maybe you spent it and you weren't supposed to or whatever those things are. So I just find it so beautiful how you all have managed this. So Anybody else want to weigh in as to where you feel the influence came from? How about you, Beto?
2: I think it's cultural in part, but also how we were raised, like Lily said, because it doesn't feel like a chore to share our money. So I don't, I don't see it so much in like lending money to my sisters or my brother. If they need money, I give them money and I know they'll pay me back. And if they don't, I, sometimes I don't even remember. Sometimes, sometimes Lily just tells me, hey, here's the money. He gave me. I'm like, oh, nice. I wasn't even expecting this. So uh, good. And, you know, we, we're always been there for each other, whether it means a sacrifice. One thing I remember is when I was in college, we were out Friday night and my friend had a nice car. He was one of the few that had a car. And it was winter, very snowy and black eyes was on the roads. So I decided to take his car. We drove it in a parking lot <laughs> and I crashed it.
0: Oh my gosh, Beto. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not too bad, but bad enough to bend the chassis. <laughs> and the car was, I don't know if it was total, but I didn't want to leave my friend hanging. And I, I just known this guy for like two weeks, maybe. Oh, wow. So I called my sister and I tell her what, what happened. And I remember my sister said, well, I have some money saved up for a mattress. And she just sent me the money. And I paid for some rework they did on this car. He still was able to drive the car. The car was never completely fixed. The funny part of that is that he's actually my best friend now. I don't know how we actually stayed friends after that. But things like that is, you know, my sister did that for me. And I didn't think of it as like the greatest thing that my sister did because that's just something we do normally. And if it came to me for something like that, I just do it. And for us, it's not like, oh, you owe me or anything like that. It's just not like that for us. But I think it's just the way we were raised.
0: I love it. Hi, Mito, anything to add?
3: Well, I, I want to add a couple of things. First, I think... If I lend anything to my brother, or my sisters, I feel like if they're going to be happy with the thing that I'm giving them, I'm going to be happy. It's not something that I, I'm i losing a bit of money. It's, I don't feel it that, like that. The other thing is I'm not that attached to money when it comes to my brothers, to my brother and sisters. It has been they, uh, the relationship with them is much, much more important than having a fight over money. So I think that kind of thing is really, the most important thing to have a relationship and a healthy relationship, and I don't want the money to get into the way of that.
0: That's beautiful. Eso es el Jaimito que conozco, ¿no? O que todos conocemos. <laughs> me encanta. <laughs> Laura, do you have something to add? Yeah,
4: maybe two quick notes. I think my brothers and my sister, because they're older than me, I think when my sister Lily was talking about the different stages in life, you know, I was the one that, was, that took me the longest to get there. And I definitely had to ask for help multiple times. And, you know, I would never be able to pay them just emotionally all the things that they, you know, did for me at those times. But at the same time, I talk with Jaime a lot about this, that we are always so careful about money because we don't ever, ever want to ask for anything if we don't absolutely need it. Like we would Download books. We would try to save money as much as we can. But when it was absolutely necessary, it will just take a phone call and say, "Lily, I need a book for this one class," and she would wire me money faster than like any transaction. Like it was just this. This is just kind of a really important point because my brothers and sister they're always kind of very generous when it comes to that. But I definitely feel like. They trust us and they know we're not just going to spend it going out and partying. Like we're just always being very conscious that it's money that belongs to a family. It's kind of to make sure that we all grow and we can all make it and become better professionals and graduate from school and have good grades. So I think that was kind of just an important note. And just seeing them doing that, it makes me think of my dad because my dad was the oldest of many, many siblings. And my dad always helped them out when it was needed. Like my dad really never thought about anything. And even when we were older, we would always see my dad telling my aunts uh, or whoever needed it, you know, here's the money so you can go to the, you know, a trip with us. You don't have to stay in the city. Come with us. I'll pay for your trip. Little things like that. I definitely see it reflected in Lily and Beto and Jaime. So just. And you.
0: Hat. And, and I you. Guess, yeah, <laughs> i see it. And I I would concur knowing Miteo, your dad, just how generous, how big-hearted he is. He's all I I've been around longer than you all have, so I've known him longer. Just he's always from day one has been like that, very generous, very giving, very loving, just willing to do anything. From just helping you to just being generous and say, hey, I'll get you this purse or whatever that may be, because you they he noticed that you liked something. And I'm like, I was just saying. So I was always careful of what I said around him because then I would have feel guilty if he decided, yeah, let's get this for you. Cause that would have made me feel guilty. But yes, yeah, so I, I definitely, definitely agree. Now for any family members, like let's say they have siblings like you or or there's a group of siblings because there's four of you. It's just me and your and my brother. What would you say what are some tips that you want to provide to other siblings that maybe have been wanting to help each other financially but it's just been a little tough. There's been some challenges or some friction because like I said for a lot of people The topic before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal. I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Of money or just bringing it up brings tension and it brings arguments or it brings guilt. What would you say or maybe one tip that you'd want to share? So let's go backwards and let's start with Laura. Laura. I actually think that
4: I wanted to say this before Lily did it uh, because I'm sure she she might say it. So I'm glad you asked me first. I think something that was super important and I, at least I really appreciated is that we all had the talk with my sister. And I remember Beto was like, "Oh, you're gonna get the talk," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's happening?" So my sister shows up at my apartment and she downloads this Excel sheet that he has used with all of us and explains. How, you know, once we start getting paychecks and we had jobs, how to make sure that we were spending the money correctly. And, you know, she was kind of leading us into like, we don't have student loans. We're very, you know, very lucky to be where we are now. We just need to make sure that we all stay on track. And that was the talk, you know, my sister kind of downloading that um, Excel sheet and walking us through the process. And I think. That took a lot of pressure off because you know later on I faced some you know kind of difficult times. I mean we're right now online because we can't be together because of COVID, and COVID caused me to have a large pause in my job transitions, and that sheet became really important because then I was able to you know kind of ask Lily and my brother and my mom and my dad and kind of split up some of the expenses I wasn't able to cover. So I think, like being organized, the fact that my sister really made sure that we were very organized from the very beginning uh, made it really simple to ask for help when that was needed. So I think that was definitely, I guess, that would be my my advice to just make sure that you do understand uh, what are the things you need because when you ask for help, your brothers and sisters will definitely help you out if they have a clear idea that you are in control.
0: I love that, and yes, uh, Liliana and organized. That's like together that, that's, that there's no separateness cuz Liliana is super organized and Liliana I really applaud you for just doing that you basically taught your brothers and sisters how to budget and organize your their money so I'm one proud prima una prima orgullosa now Himito how about you what is one tip that you would share
3: I have two tips okay perfect the first one is a about life goals it's something that relates to what are you trying to get to. Like right now, I'm going to start a residency training in August. And I had a bit of a struggle trying to get into that exam. And the goal was to get there, but I had to study for a long time every day and getting to the point where I can study and not work uh, like all the time and asking for them for help, looking for a goal and not focusing on anything else, that's thats something that I feel that helps me not feel guilt. And I know they're going to be very proud of me when I finish. So getting to the goals, it, it helps uh, not get that guilt that you feel when you ask them for money. And the second one will be to feel what when you ask for money, feel how they will feel when they ask you for money. So if you feel like they they can ask you for money and you're going to give it without any trouble, I feel like you can ask them for money and it's going to be much easier because the communication and the relationship allows you to communicate and ask for the money and not feel that guilty about it. That's my two tips.
0: I love that. And resilience is, for you listening, definitely describes Mi Primo Jaime. He has just stuck there and in the medical professions is is very tough. And I just admire him so much for everything that he's done, what he's accomplished and what's in store for him because there's big, big things in store for him. I I can see it. I have one quick tip.
3: They were really, really helpful on this process. It took me years to finish this and they were huge on this part and and they have a big part of what I accomplished.
0: Oh, que lindo. This (laughs) Love it. Now, Beto, how about you?
2: When Jaime starts making money, we're gonna be asking money from him, by the way.
0: <laughs> That's your tip. So, ask My money tip is to
2: invest in a brother that will make a lot of money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. I'm gonna write: invest in a sibling that will make you a lot of money. Okay. So, any other tips, Beto?
2: Yeah. Uh, I-, I would say just treat money that you borrow or lend from relatives so not not only brothers and sisters uh, differently because obviously your family so that is above everything else i don't think money should be a reason why uh, families break and and always have that flexibility but but even then to lala's point is let's see what you can do to plan so you don't have to be in that position so planning your money once you start making money for example when people graduate from college People don't really know that much about finances, whether it's here or back home in Colombia. And that's how people, you know, don't don't save, don't put money into their retirement savings and then, you know, then they have to ask for, you know, relatives and all that just because people just didn't know. So I think planning is actually a lot more effective, I think. But then once it gets to the point where you have to help each other, then it's, it's not the same as, you know, a loan that you give to either a friend or an associate or anybody else. In that case, family comes first and then there's money.
0: I love it. Thanks, Beto. That's beautiful. Now, Please. Liliana. Maybe it's a good time to
1: mention that we're getting paid for this podcast. So That's what we're saying, all these nice <laughs> things.
0: <laughs> she's kidding. For you listening, she's kidding. totally kidding.
2: <laughs> we're not getting paid. Wait. Oh. Wait, what? Our money matters. <laughs> My money matters. <laughs>
1: So no, you know, I, I want to say two things that one, I think for us, even it seems like we're super flexible and that we help each other. I think we're also very fair, like Beto and me, we keep a tab, right? Like if, like, for example, Beto and I, we have had debts that go years, like it could be like for two years, you know, and we say, I'll pay you monthly, you know, like, because at one point he could pay at another point I could pay. And we always, I think when you're lending money and you feel that it's being fair and you feel like that, you know, you have clear in your mind or you know what's happening or you forgive the debt, right? But that's a process that you need to go through, right? That to say, you know what? Don't worry, don't pay me back. But it's not that people is not paying you back, you know, because I think that's the feeling sometimes in between family, like there is an assumption, right? of like, oh, we have to do it because it's family. But I think if you if you take that away and you're just really fair and set the expectations, whether um you're expecting to get paid or not, or also keep track, no? Like for example, Lala and me, we took a trip, right? And we we put everything together and say what do we think is fair, right? So okay, let me pay for gas, let me pay for this and that. And another thing is that, you know, as Lala mentioned, when you're in different stages in life and sometimes between siblings, like Somebody could make a lot of money and somebody maybe is not making a, as much money. I think also we have that where we say, how much can everybody pay that seems is fair, right? So sometimes bet on me, we say, you know, we don't know the ones that are working and Lala and Jaime are students, but also we don't want to make them feel like they don't contribute, right? Because it's also a, a bad feeling that you feel you're not. So it's like, okay, how much can everybody give where, you know, it feels that it's fair? So even if it's $20. like we're giving gifts to to our parents, or if we're going on vacation, like we took a family trip to Europe, like, and it was the same thing. It's like, how much can everybody put that seems fair? And then we all kind of have the conversation, like everybody feel comfortable. Is this okay that everybody puts it? So everybody feels they're contributing. And we never left with the feeling, right? That, oh, I'm spending too much, or this person is spending too, or I'm subsidizing. You know, it's just like, you know, it makes us happy. This is something that is good for all of us. How much can we all contribute? And I think that's okay. And, and and as you say, maybe sometimes it's uncomfortable because it's money. But when you have the feeling that you know you come in with uh, good intentions, you're not thinking anything except that you know we're trying to do the what is best for everybody. That that helps a lot. I feel that having clear expectations. And as I mentioned, even if, if it is you know this time let me help you with this, the next time you can buy me this or exchange things like let me pay for dinner but then you buy me coffee, right? So then you feel like um you know somebody is treating you for something but it's according to what they can afford. And and that's okay. I think I think that's very important. And I, I don't think families do it enough, right? Like if you make more money, somebody less less money is unfair to think that you can both contribute at the same level, but nobody wants to have that conversation. So
0: Right. Right. And I think that's important that you all have that conversation. And that's fantastic because you're right. Sometimes you may not be able to contribute the same, but just the sheer fact of being able to contribute something makes you feel good and makes you feel a part of the whole contribution process that everybody's doing. So I think that's, that's fantastic. And I don't know if I've, I've told you all, but, Lending money in terms of my husband's and my relationship, that was a sour point early on in our relationship. That nos chocábamos bastante all the time because Johari, like Tio Fernando, is very giving, very generous. If someone needs something, it's he'll give it off his back just because that person needs something. And I don't think I'm not generous. I feel I'm generous, but I was more the realistic person in the relationship where I was like, okay, I see the bills. And do we really have that money to give? So it took us a long time to figure out a system where he can give because he was the one that he gave. I, in my eyes, it was lending money. And so the, our perception of what we were giving lending was different. So he would give with no expectation and, since I was writing the check, because this, this is at the time we were writing checks, I had the expectation that we were lending so that money would be given back. And that didn't happen. So that was a tough time for us as in a relationship. So we finally, over time, figured out, well, let's, how about let's put something aside every month in an account. And then from that account, whatever we have, that's what we can give. And it doesn't disrupt our goals. It doesn't disrupt the bills that we have to pay. So after that, life was so much easier, but I love your process. I just wanted to share, I don't know if you all know, my listeners know, but you may not know. That was a a very, very tough time in our relationship. Now let's have some fun. I'm gonna ask some questions and I'm gonna weigh in. So I want to know, and whoever wants to shout it out, uh, the answer to this, and I'll weigh in who I thought it would be. Who is the most organized with their money out of the four? Lili. Yep, I would say Lili too.
2: <laughs>
0: How about who is the most giving with money? Jaime.
2: Jaime. Yeah,
1: probably Jaime.
0: Really? I was going to say either Jaime or Beto.
2: Me too, but I think Jaime is more open.
0: Love it. How about the biggest spender? I think Jaime and
1: I
2: probably. like.
1: I don't think we spend a lot of money, but we spend constantly like buying books, like in generally, like little things. Like I think Beto and Lala are more strategic on their purchases. Like they buy, you know, like Beto likes technology and like they like really good things. Jaime and me were more like of the little things. Like we like to buy, you know, I like the earrings. I like the books. I like the little things. So I, I think in that that difference, like probably Beto and Lala end up spending more money, but we spend
0: it more often. I make, yeah, I
2: make I make less frequent but bigger purchases.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say Beto. I think probably because of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> the bigger purchases. That's interesting. How about the biggest saver? It has to be Beto. I Beto think. really? Okay.
1: Yeah, I was I mean, gonna never... say
0: Laura. <laughs> no,
1: Laura is good too. Laura is good too, but I mean like historically. Beto was the best saver. Oh, Like, you know, when we get money, <laughs> when we were little and we get money for school, you know, like the, the your allowance, Beto would save so much that even sometimes my mom asked money, you know, like I asked him to for some money.
2: If my mom didn't have cash. She would just ask me for the money I'd saved.
0: <laughs> that is funny. Well, I thought it would be Laura because she was hustling as soon as her dad got in the door and then maybe the allowance, I just figured that would be the biggest saver. No,
2: no I, I saved them.
4: I, yeah. I remember that Beto would save a lot of money and I would actually get really angry because I couldn't just keep up with him. Like sometimes I'll break and I'll buy something and then I'll just remember thinking, man, I wish I could return it. Um, I just always kind of looked up to Beto because I always felt that he had some money under the mattress and I kind of wanted to be a little bit like him. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Well, this has been fantastic. I really, really appreciate you all taking some time. We made this happen, even though there were some tech issues, but we finally made this happen. And I just want you to know each of you, how much you inspire me, how much I adore you and how much just your the unity that you have uh, as a family and what you do is just so inspirational. So thank you for being here. Los quiero mucho. And I will talk to you all soon.
1: Yeah, it was really great to be here, especially, you know, I'm your number one fan. I've been a fan of your podcast for so long and your book and everything that you do that is so, it's like a dream come true. You all laugh, but I've been like so loyal to this podcast for so long. So finally I made it. So I'm so excited. (laughs) Number one fan, I have to say, I need to claim my title. I'm not Jenny's (laughs) number one fan.
0: For you listening, if you have a copy of my book, in the book where there not in the forward, but the acknowledgements piece, there is a piece that says to my number one fan, you know who you are. That is actually for Liliana. <laughs> Just For you listening, you have an insider's tip, insider scoop as to who actually is that number one fan. You're hearing her now. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to take a moment to
1: say that. So.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Los agradezco. Los agradezco a todos los cuatro por estar aquí conmigo y por compartir un tiempo.
1: Un abrazo.
0: Gracias. Wasn't that a ton of fun? You can probably see that sense of humor that runs in our family. And when we get together, it's a sight to see because (laughs) we just not only crack each other up and we have a lot of fun, but it's just hilarious just when we all get together. Well, I hope that you learned something today, that you enjoyed it, and that you really took something away from what they have done over the years in terms of helping each other and their thought process behind it, because I always find it fascinating. And again, I thought I've always found them inspirational and how what a united front that they have as siblings and as a family. So I hope that you enjoy that. On another note, I have absolutely been loving how much action you are taking with that new and improved daily dinero ritual. And I love, love the things that you share with me and the, your vulnerability. And I've been enjoying just responding back to you. Now, if you're wondering, if you're listening to this and wondering, what is she talking about? Well, I have a free tool, which is called a daily dinero ritual, which is meant to help you to hone in, focus in on what you need to with your finances, but also help you identify your strengths become more confident, and really dispel those limiting beliefs that you have about yourself and your finances. So within there, each day, I challenge you to do this for at least seven days. I really want you to do 30 days of this daily dinero ritual and really fill in the prompts. But within the lounge or the her dinero matters lounge, I challenge you for at least seven days And with those seven days, every day you have, you're answering these questions. And when I see that there is uh, some difficulties or challenges, or you're really having these fantastic wins, I try to respond as best as I can to give you some support. So that's what I mean. I just love, love seeing everything that you have been sharing. Now, if you haven't grabbed this free resource, this free tool, you can grab your daily dinero ritual. At JenHempel.com forward slash dinero. Next week, it's just you and me. It's a solo episode to start us off in the month of August, and we are talking and focusing on limiting beliefs and ways that you can really try to. You won't a hundred percent get rid of your limiting beliefs, but you can get them under control and minimize how often. <laughs> They really invade your brain. So we will talk about that all next week. That is it. Eso es todo. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Just to tune into the show, you can check out the brief show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 225. And I also want to thank mis primos, Lili, Beto, Jaime, and Laura. Los adoro con todo mi corazón. Remember to claim your crown. You don't have to wait. You can claim being a reina of your money right now because the choices in your hands and becoming the reign of your money can start now you've got this tu puedes also i would love for you to share with us when you listen to this episode by taking a screenshot or a selfie and tag us on instagram where i'm really active there so tag us in your instagram stories with at her dinero matters or using that same hashtag of her dinero matters thank you for tuning in nos hablaremos el próximo jueves ciao